And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mock & Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mock & Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and protecting the rights of the broken and religiously oppressed. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett. I'm an attorney and partner at the law firm of Mock & Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with all of its legal needs. We do everything from adoption to zoning to not-for-profit administration to civil liberties work, which we uh, have the privilege of doing across the country. You can find out more about us by going to maukbaker.com, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. You can call us 312-726-1243, again, 312-726-1243. Uh, today, I have the true honor of having Ryan Bomberger on the line with us. Ryan is the chief creative officer and founder of the Radiance Foundation, which is a pro-life organization that seeks to illuminate the hope-inducing, life-transforming truths. And uh, just, it's an honor to have you here, Ryan. It's an honor to be here. Well, Can't you, wait to talk. Well, I, I, we have so much to get into. Uh, y- you do so many things and so many things well. Uh, that I look forward to talking uh, both about your work, uh, who you are. Um, and so this afternoon, we're going to try to cover a wide range of topics with you, from adoption to being better advocates for life and the unborn. And if we have time, I really want to get to your book, and I want to talk about um, civil rights and uh, your new book, uh, Not Equal, uh, How Civil Rights Have Gone Wrong. And uh, we'll get into Black Lives Matter movement and growing threats to the freedom of speech. But we've got a lot to cover, so uh, if you're ready, uh, we'll just kind of take this like a deposition and, and start rattling some questions off. Okay, except I'm going to feel a lot better than in a deposition. Oh, yeah, well, this is, that's true. <laughs> Please set yourself at ease. Uh, you know, I don't want to go into deposition mode, but I, I really want you to just feel free to share about the Radiance Foundation. So just tell, tell the listeners more about yourself and your story. Sure. My, my wife and I started the Radiance Foundation back in 2009, and people thought we were out of our minds to start a nonprofit, uh, you know, on one salary and during a time when the economy wasn't exactly booming. But when you're called by God to do something and you know it, and you're, as a husband and wife, you know um, with all certainty that that's what you're called to do, you just move forward. And we have never regretted it for a moment. And part of the Radiance Foundation's story is based on my wife's story as a single mom, it's also based on my own story of adoption. So you could say I've been pro-life pretty much all my life. I was adopted in a family of, of 15. There are 13 kids in my family. I was the, the first wow. adopted. And it's a, you know, our family's kind of a reflection of America. We're white, black, Native American, Vietnamese, um, just a mixture, biracial. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful collage, if you will. And my parents didn't set out some sort of crusade. They simply just wanted to love kids that the world said would be unwanted. And oh, so that's excellent. My story is, is the one that's used all the time. It's, in fact, it's abused all the time to justify 100% of abortions. I was born as a result of rape, yet the courage of my birth mom to go through that pregnancy, to make a loving plan of adoption, and to put me in the environment that I grew up in, in the Bomberger family, um, I just can't imagine anything any better. So that's the reason why I pour my life into defending human dignity today. Well, that's excellent. You know, one of the 
the way I look at a lot of our pro-life work is when, when I talk to women outside of an abortion clinic or we take a pro-life case, I, I realize that in many respects, abortion is kind of a result of our society's failure to treat women well. And when I look at a story like what your mom did, uh, how can churches do a better job of supporting women in this context and creating a culture of adoption? Because there, there are many women that find themselves, even in church, with a, a pregnancy that wasn't expected. And uh, I can imagine just the fear that they go through. Well, exactly. And they don't feel like <laughs> the one place that's supposed to be a sanctuary uh, is what it's supposed to be. I mean, we're, we're called to be a James 127 sort of church. I mean, Paul was talking about what is pure religion, and it's taking care of widows and orphans, and yet the church too often won't even engage on the subject. So, I mean, to try to, to, to convince someone that adoption is the right uh, option, we can't even get into the conversation about, you know, <laughs> abuse, sexuality, and, and, and unhealthy choices when it comes to sex for, for men and women let alone talk about adoption. But the church really needs to, to be open about it because the rest of the world is as open and as explicit about everything else. The church really needs to engage on this and, and truly be the community. I mean, there, there are obviously consequences to every action, but what we don't need to do is to condemn. We're not called to condemn, we're called to love. And so when someone makes a mistake, regardless of what it is, we need to be the kind of community to come alongside of them. And so I really want to encourage churches to, to speak about it, to not just speak about it, but live it. And there are pregnancy care centers in your area. And if you don't know where they are, <laughs> uh, you know, search on the Internet, find them out, uh, find them and support them financially, support them uh, as a church. And it really will change the culture. Yeah, this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterd of the law firm of Malcolm Baker. We do do a fair amount of adoptions. Uh, we're trying to do more. We'd love to see the churches uh, really foster a culture of it. I mean, really, uh, the adoption story is just interwoven into the gospel. Uh, we're speaking with Ryan Bomberger of the Radiance Foundation. Ryan, just so glad you're here. Uh, let's talk more about, uh, you know, what you're doing with the Radiance Foundation, how you're helping pro-life groups, how you're helping churches and others uh, communicate the pro-life message, the human dignity message, in a creative and powerful way that may be different than we, what we've done in the past? Well, as a creative professional, someone who's been in the ad agency world for years, uh, creating content that, at the time, I could have cared less about, uh, I knew that it was a training ground. In fact, I guess I could say I could look back now and say I knew it. Perhaps during that time, I was wondering, why am I here? But that's why we take this different sort of approach to the original media that we create, the videos that we create, a lot of these memes, of course, the deeply researched articles that we write. And we do try to create these things with a whole different angle. I like doing things a little unconventionally because, you know, what happens with truth, it becomes bland to so many people because they've heard the same message over and over again. So we just try to present it. A little differently. And give me some examples of what you've done that, that really some of your ad campaigns or promotional things on the creating the creative message of life and human di- dignity that, that's gotten people's attention and, and that right people. Well, our first initiative, since we were fledgling uh, 501c3, we decided why don't we take on the, the really easy topics of race and abortion. So we launched, uh, while we were living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time, uh, 80 billboards working with Georgia Right to Life uh, we launched 80 billboards that declared black children are an endangered species to wow. many 
And that really, it was the first public ad campaign to deal with abortion's disproportionate impact in the black community. So that was really interesting, because here I am, as someone who's half white, half black, as black as Obama, um, news media didn't know what to do with me. So they either completely ignored me if they addressed the, the campaign, or they, they tried to vilify me as long as they didn't show an image of me. But there are many who didn't know how to deal with a narrative that didn't fit what they had been telling the American public for so long, uh, which is basically only white people, apparently, uh, and, and middle-aged white males are the only ones who are interested in, in the pro-life fight, which, of course, is a lie. It's a beautiful, multi-generational, multi-racial coalition that, that fights for human dignity. But that was one of the campaigns, and it, it stirred a whole lot. I mean, it got, we got massive news coverage. Planned Parenthood held a phone conference, a national phone conference, and a journalist conference working with major black media outlets like Essence and Ebony to figure out how to counter the messaging of our too many aborted.com. And you also picked a fight with the NAACP, I found out. Well, you know, sometimes when you just speak the truth, the fight comes to you. I, I can say that I wasn't intentionally trying to pick one, but, you know, you speak the truth and, and they come at you. The NAACP, which I parodied in an article called the National Association for the Abortion of Colored People. Apparently they didn't like that. So they sued me. They sued the Radiance Foundation, which is so ironic. You've got a civil rights group suing a brown guy for exercising his second most, you know, basic civil right. Um, you know, First Amendment apparently is not part of civil rights. But anyway, it, it, the Alliance Defending Freedom represented us. We were honored that they stood by us, and they, they fought the fight. And we lost at the federal court level, but we won at the Fourth Circuit Court of Appeals, a unanimous decision slapping down the NAACP's attempt to censor my right to free speech. Wow, and if you uh, have been able to turn on any of the Democratic debates, you can realize just how off-topic abortion is. I don't even think they've gotten in a single question on it in all the debates that uh, Madam Clinton and uh, Mr. Bernie Sanders uh, have, has, have been thrown at them. No, I mean, well, you have one person who's endorsed by Planned Parenthood, another one who's trying so desperately to get their support. <laughs> right. Uh, there's not going to be any kind of substantive debate. Plus, you've got these moderators who don't even know the right questions to ask. Right. Yeah, and I, you know, I love being on the side of truth. I love being on the side of science. And I love being on the side of creativity. And I think that's what uh, just strikes me about what you and your wife are doing is you're taking your talents. Uh, my father was an artist or is an artist and uh, just taking the truths, just like you said, and not allowing them to become old or stale, but saying, you know what, if we use our creativity in, in a God honoring way and in a life honoring way, we can really reach a lot of people, and you have. And when we come back after the break, I want to talk to you about your new book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong, and uh, what you address in the book. There's probably tons of it, and I don't want to cover all of it because I want everybody to go out there and buy your book. But before we close, would you just give everybody uh, the website uh, of the Radiance Foundation and where they can reach you? Absolutely. They can simply go to www.radiance, that's R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E, dot life. Or they can also see one of our other sites, which is adoptedandloved.com. Excellent. And you can reach us at Malk and Baker. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio at www.malkbaker.com. Or call us, 312-726-1243.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett, partner with the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We're talking with Ryan Bomberger of the Radiance Foundation uh, about a lot of things. We've already covered adoption, how we can be better advocates for life and the unborn. And now we're going to be talking about Ryan's upcoming book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. Ryan, just tell us a little bit about the book, what you set out to do, and uh, when it's coming out. Well, the book is coming out. Uh, in March, hopefully by uh, mid-March, but it's really just kind of a, it's a compilation of, of the intense amount of research that we've done, the writing that we've done about these various civil rights issues, and it's amazing how they're also inextricably tied to abortion. Mm. So it's called Not Equal Civil Rights Gone Wrong, and it's really a journey through the, these issues, and it's not just a journey in words, but it's actually a journey in images. You mentioned before about the creativity and so it's kind of a gallery, too, of a lot of these social media memes that we've created that are tied to these articles. And we're hoping people, people's eyes are open to these, these issues. For instance, even talking about how the LGBT agenda and how it's so tied to, to big abortion, all the major gay rights groups adamantly and ferociously support Planned Parenthood and the abortion industry. And a lot of people don't realize those ties. Um, what is the connection? Well, the connection there, well, there are several connections. For instance, Planned Parenthood, if you look at their 990 IRS tax form, they have for several years given tens of thousands of dollars to Human Rights Campaign, which is one of the leading uh, gay rights groups. Uh, every one of these gay rights groups, in fact, we saw this at the Supreme Court just a few days ago, they were all out in force. In fact, if you looked at any of their Twitter feeds, you would see them boasting about standing, you know, hashtag stop the sham, standing with Planned Parenthood, standing with the whole women's health. Mm. They are radically pro-abortion, which is ironic in, in light of the fact that here you have groups that are decrying, and I put this in quotes, discrimination, sure. while supporting the most violent form of inequality, wow. which is abortion. So we, we highlight these things. We highlight, you know, we talk about the, the black genocide, which is what voting rights, you know, famed voting rights, civil rights uh, activist Fannie Lou Hamer called abortion in the black community. Hmm. And we, we tackle that. We talk about adoption and the racialization of adoption. So there are all these issues packed into this, and it really does illuminate how the civil rights movement has been hijacked. And I think, you know, you the power of an image. I think that's something that really... Uh is striking to me because we're even finding that when we file a lawsuit or or, or a legal brief, if we can incorporate a picture into the brief, it usually speaks volumes. I filed a case uh, on behalf of a small African-American congregation in Rhode Island uh, in January. And what I put on the front page of my complaint, rather than all the legalese that people kind of gloss their eyes over, was a big picture of the church. And I said, the city won't let them meet here, period. And my seven-year-old could decide that case. <laughs> Why can't they meet there is the next question. So I, talk to me more about the images that you have in the book and, and what you intend to use them for. Well, the images are all original creations, and they're, they are the shortcut to just kind of getting to the heart of the issue. You know, online, a lot of what people share, because we have people who read a lot less today, so they'll share a, a meme, you know, whether it's 10 words, 20 words, or something to that effect. But it's amazing how much truth can be packed into such a small image. And so a lot of these are embedded throughout the articles on our website. And so in these articles, and, and not equal, you'll see some of these. Some of them are full-page images, and they're just some really striking images. You know, um, 
to, like we deal with the, the whole issue of Black History Month and we talk about Black Lives Matter and you've got an image that says you can't make history if you're never born. Mm. And you're right, there's some things that you need to actually convey visually that just can't quite be conveyed in words or can be conveyed more powerfully visually. I mean, we're, we're a visually centric society now that everything is mobile and we're online all the time. And, and so that's why I, I felt like it was a powerful combination, not just the researched, um, all the heavily researched articles, which, you know, have a little bit of an attitude to them, because I tend to have a little bit of an attitude. <laughs> that's and I, fine. I like a little bit of humor. At least you're honest. With a little levity. But the combination of that and these, these images, I think just... They, they tend to resonate. We get all kinds of great positive feedback from people who are saying, I love that. I can't believe the image you did here. The one meme we do on self-control, you know, this contraception is always free. And then there's this pill that says self-control. And it's amazing how many college students, I mean, they just, they take thousands of them. We give away literally every year hundreds of thousands of, of postcards, which are our memes, fact sheets, all these kinds of uh, creative print material. And some of that is included in this book, and um, I'm really excited to see how people react. Great. Well, you're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Noel Sterrett of the law firm of Malkin Baker. We're speaking with Ryan Bomberger of the Radiance Foundation about his new book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong. Yeah, I think the power of the image is, is critical. We are reading less as a society, and I think if the church wants to be heard— and if we want to be heard in our own advocacy, we have to start talking the language uh, around us. We don't have to use the same terms, but we can use our God-given talents to communicate in memes and, and visuals and, and ways in which we can capture the attention and say, look, look into the facts, go deeper with us, but here, here's something that's going to grab your attention. Uh, one of the things you mentioned uh, just a little bit ago was uh, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, as a free speech fan, as somebody who's uh, filed suits against campuses for violating free speech, uh, as somebody who I think, you know, Christians of all people should understand the necessity of protecting the freedom of speech. Talk to us a little bit about the Black Lives Matter for people that may not know much about it, but may just be sympathetic to, uh, you know, maybe what they're saying or the, what they're, they're messaging and uh, what this means for our society. Well, Black Lives Matter movement basically started as this hashtag sort of movement, which is ironic because we were extolling the, the fact that Black Lives Matter long before this hashtag movement, particularly with our black and beautiful too many com billboards, which were then branded racist by the NAACP. Somehow it's racist to say that unborn black lives are beautiful and they have worth and value. But the Black Lives, the black lives Matter movement is, let me just it is fundamentally dishonest. It is deeply racist. It is pro-abortion. It is pro-LGBTQ, which in many cases means anti-free speech, anti-First Amendment. But they just recently announced, about two weeks ago, their solidarity with the reproductive justice movement. And for people who don't know what that is, reproductive justice is just a euphemism for abortion in the black community. Oh, wow. Whereas, perfect case would be New York City, where Planned Parenthood is headquartered, Planned Parenthood partners with this whole reproductive justice collective. And, and in that city, more black babies are aborted than born alive. For every 1,000 born alive, 1,180 are aborted, and they call it reproductive justice. Black Lives Matter movement is dishonest and divisive. And it's now I'm not the one, I'm not one to say that division itself is inherently wrong sure. because it divides, you know, gives you 
delineates truth from from the lie. But in this case, they're divisive in in fomenting racial division. They're divisive in fomenting class division. All that, and it's just garbage. It's propaganda. So we write extensively about this, and I know that there are those who are involved in it who are passionate about racial uh, injustice, and there are racial injustices. Yes. But when everything that is said is a complete exaggeration, it's completely divorced from the facts, we have to call them out. And so we do that often, um, unfortunately more than <laughs> we should. And one of the, one of the basic s- simple truths is that Planned Parenthood is the leading killer of unarmed black lives, yet the Black Lives Matter movement and these leaders actively partner with right. Planned Parenthood. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I, I've had cases, many cases, on behalf of African-American churches who have faced uh, intense discrimination. I, the case I just uh, resolved in Rhode Island, I got a racist letter uh, from some community member telling me as the attorney in Chicago that I better kind of watch out and that the, the church isn't welcome and for all the racist reasons, you know, that you see on Twitter. Um, and so it's very real. But the hard thing is when you have a real racist problem, it's hard because you're kind of lumped into all of the, the fictitious ones that are created or the ones that are exaggerated. And I think that that hurts in terms of uh, trying to advocate for civil civil liberties, but also racial racial reconciliation. So in our last two and a half minutes, I'm going to give you a really hard problem. I want you to leave us with some suggestions as to how we can approach this issue in this country, because I hate to see it in our churches. I hate to see it in our communities. How do we deal with our brothers and sisters? Uh, you know, we are one race, but how do we deal with the racial divisions in this country that others seek to, you know, create those dividing lines for? Yeah, and I'm glad you asked. We cannot be afraid to have the conversations. And that's, by and large, the, the reason that something like the Black Lives Matter movement can exist, because there's a vacuum, because there isn't the kind of constructive dialogue that needs to happen in churches where we can talk about what are the actual cases of racial injustice, what are the actual cases of racism. And here in 2016, is it really worse than in the 1960s? <laughs> and, and we could talk about these things, and we will find, one, that a lot has changed since the 60s. We will also find a, a biblical solution, not the secular solution that they're trying to find, which only leads to more division, because our, our goal needs to be reconciliation. God calls us to be reconciled to one another, and if we're willing to have the, the hard conversations in church with biblical foundation, we will have a much better time in, in bringing healing and bringing harmony, because the answer is not in a secular solution. It will never be in a secular solution. And so I, I really encourage people, don't be afraid to engage on this issue. And I also want to encourage churches, unlike, um, you know, InterVarsity and some other evangelical organizations, do not embrace the Black Lives Matter organization you do, or, or leadership or the movement. You don't have to embrace the Black Lives Matter hashtag movement in order to address and challenge racial injustice or to challenge racism. There are m- much better ways in, in bringing about racial reconciliation and racial harmony than embracing the lie. Well, great. Appreciate that, Ryan. Uh, his book, Not Equal, Civil Rights Gone Wrong, look for it. Uh, look for it online. Go to the Radiance Foundation's website. Thank you so much, Ryan, for all of your time. We're coming up to the end of the show. Tune in next time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio every Saturday at 3 o'clock. This is Noel Stared of Malkin Baker. Call us, 312-726-1243. Somebody, yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.
money 